Welcome to Put This On Season 5, Episode 21, where we watch Extreme Unboxing, um, or Season 1, Episode 11. Yeah. I'm Chris Lorenz. This is Brian. This is BJ. Hey, this is James. Robert Kitts. This is not Max with Tech. <laughs> funny, funny. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no, well, no, that. that wasn't funny. That was terrible. Oh, I, that was being sarcastic. <laughs> I hope... <laughs> I didn't. Right, I guess it wasn't that rip, obvious. I got to rip Noah early and often. <laughs> I thought, uh, you, you know, ha- having five seconds to prepare a clever name, I feel pretty good with what I came up with. Yeah, terrible job. Moving on. Uh, can you do better? <laughs> I mean, just like that joke. Let's talk about this show. Uh, Rob, why don't give me the show des- sh- show description? The show description might be uh, almost as long as uh, the show itself. Extreme Unboxing follows a group of larger-than-life personalities from across the country as they buy liquidated merchandise for pennies on the dollar and unbox it with hopes for big profits. Risking their own money to bid on and win the best boxes at the best prices, pallets are delivered to their homes for the big reveal. Each group digs through hundreds, sometimes thousands of items on the hunt for retail gold. Whether it is one box or an entire truckload, these savvy super flippers scour the internet searching for their next big money score. That's extreme unboxing on A and E, aka shitty version of Storage Wars. Yeah, hold on. Let's let's take a step back. If you're new <laughs> to the show, each week we do a different reality show and review it, talk about it for a bit. Especially this week, very garbage, but. Uh, We'll watch an episode. We'll come up with some cool drinking rules. So stay with us as we talk about just hot garbage. It's so bad. It's the opposite of Flavor Town. It's Garbage Town. Garbageville would that be the the good moniker? It's like people opening a pallet and then rambling off prices of random crap. That's the show. That's what it is, and it's fucking terrible. I feel like this show should have a few things, right? You should get a little bit of background about the people. You should be invested in the people a little bit. You should know about their store. Then, you know, in the middle part of it is like them opening up the box. Then you actually, first you would see like them like bidding on the boxes, right? Like if like they're they're doing the auction part, then they're like, yeah, I'm picking this one versus this one because of blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, some of them they're getting outbidded. Some of them they're actually getting. Then they would in the middle, open up the boxes, figure out how many they can sell it for. And then at the end, we should see them actually managing to sell these things and not just believe the numbers they made up. See, that's <laughs> so what like, I really want to see. What in, I don't want to see is... a three-part story that I'm making up, they like took the great start and the reveal at the end. <laughs> and they're like, let's <laughs> not do that. Just, just the, the boring, boring No prestige. BJ, I have to disagree with one part. I really don't want to watch somebody use eBay for like 20, 10 minutes. <laughs> No, uh, I think like, there could be like a little bit of like a five minute recap, like, oh, okay, we come back after three months and they're like, okay, we actually managed to sell all of the items or like we managed to sell 60% of the items at this price. And then we are having to throw away this much of the, like, you know, like just kind of like a little bit, like, like they invest, they invested so much in the math of the things. And then they didn't give me the math of how much money these people actually made. All I'm believing is that like, they believe they can sell it for this much and they were definitely going on different calculations for that so like what calculation is right and like having worked for a similar business this is not how that's gonna go down for them they will all lose money based on how they're going for this well okay let's let's take a step back let's focus on the show for a second here that is actually one of the biggest problems (laughs) that i have with this is that like it's so evil it's tricking people into this fucking show I mean, we'll have to, we have to talk about that. Let's talk about that later. Though. Okay. There's a lot just, to unpack, Brian. Don't well, worry. There's just like, let's go, let's go over what happened. So like they introduced two people. I don't care what their names are. I didn't write them down. They, <laughs> they like bought some palette from, I don't, they might have done this in a previous episode, VJ. It's a little unclear, I think. But anyway, they have this palette. They just say, oh, we got this palette of sex toys. And then they like, these two people banter. Then they open fucking sex. Yeah, well, I'm each. There's three segments. Each there's three different random people. They have three different palettes. One has sex toys. One has bicycles. One has like hunting stuff. I don't know. 
sports hunting and sports equipment. Yeah. And then they just open these they just open these things right off prices and like and you're supposed to get to kind of know them, I guess. I don't know. And like that's the whole show is them rambling off things, sex toys or bikes, and like, oh, we could sell it for like retails for this, we sell it for this. Was there a lot of censoring for you guys? Or was yeah. that just on the A and yeah. I don't yeah. know if like Hulu had it less censored. Right, it was all during the uh, sex toys. Every every no. I, 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 yeah, I just didn't know if like all, Hulu was all the censored. bicycles were censored for me. Were they censored for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the spokes on that, and that bell goes. <laughs> yeah, so we picked this episode because it had the novel name of "They're Gonna Sell Sex Dolls," which you think would be more watchable than people opening up bike toys but guess what it's not it was definitely more watchable than the other segments though i no, don't know so. it was so uh, awkward they, they didn't I sell disagree. them like the whole point was like 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 we said we watched this episode because it would be interesting to watch them sell it they didn't sell shit they just made <laughs> up some numbers and there was a calculator on the screen that's it Again, it is Storage Wars where they don't sell the shit. It's just yeah. about the discovery of like, what the hell are we randomly going to find that we just bought and going to resell? And then you have to take all these people at their word that one, they're going to sell everything, which of course we know how that's going to go. Two, that they're actually going to sell at the price that they're just rattling off. Both of which aren't going to happen. Everyone loses money. This is a lose-lose all up and down. Totally. Noah, did you go to the internet corner for any of the sex toys to verify their pricing? <laughs> I did not, but you just knew. That, well, that's <laughs> okay. oh, he I'm didn't a, need to. He didn't need to go to the internet. I'm but I don't familiar. think they're lying about what they think they're gonna price it at. I, I, like I'm not even questioning their truthfulness to us. I'm just questioning their business strategy, right? Like they're just. I'm not saying they're liars. I'm just saying they're idiots. But like the, the it was really interesting. Or interesting is not the right word. It was curious uh, that like. I felt the correlation between, like, they would say, this is what it retails for normally. We're going to sell it for this. And there seemed to be no rhyme or reason to how they were going from one to the other. Like, sometimes it was, this is $29, so we'll do 25 and it's actually pretty close. So it's like, this is $50, we'll sell it for $30, and it's, like, decently far away. And they're just throwing out random numbers. Like, there's no reason to think I mean, they're going to The sex doll people were the worst. They're like, this thing is uh, retails for $320. we are going to sell for 300 Like, who the hell is buying a used sex toy? No, no, at a no. Five no, percent no, no, no. discount. No, no, the no, sex no. toys were different. They were liquidation. They weren't used products. But they were opening some of the products. It wasn't like no, no, no. they were no. all, all of them were uh, pa- like packaging enclosed. That's the that's the big difference. So that's why they can sell it for closer to the price. Um, I still don't know where I'm going all, to like, buy these. And the other people was also like. I think the one people had like you stuff, one people had like refurb stuff, sorta, and one people basically had new stuff. Okay, that would explain yeah. that. But at the end of the day, where are they selling them for like a five percent discount? They got a guy. Like I'm just like that. Just like, is it some sex store that they'll send them to? Like they have sex stores. No, they don't buy them at a five percent discount. Well, yeah, like, they're selling it on Amazon. Yeah, Chris- like am- yeah, you know, like on Amazon is like. You go to the product page and it's like you generally the new product, and then it's like some get thirty other items that are that are used. No, like, but this isn't yeah. the new. This this might like for these Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's new. Yeah. So these might even like if the, if they uh let let it go in the FC, they they'll actually get the buy box. Yeah, they'll get the buy box. Yeah. Chris, did you not watch the PSA part of the show and learn about how to do this yourself? Oh no. Oh my god. Not. All right, Brian, now TS this up. Okay, I'm very, I'm very upset that this commercial, that this is a, just a giant commercial for getting people into this pyramid scheme or some other bullshit. Like, how it's a scam to like get people to buy stupid stuff and try to sell it, and they're gonna lose a lot of money. Everybody's gonna lose it, and the advertisements make it way more clear. They had a writer commercial for like distribution. They had like um, some business software as well, and I'm like. Holy crap! This is just a giant thing to recruit people. It's uh, what we call. I'm not sure this is a scam. Like that's like calling like any like uh like uh estate like the real estate shows a scam. They're not scams. Like if they're lying, of course they're a scam. But like, like real estate shows aren't like a big scam to get people to become realtors. No, but I do. Like we have no idea. Like 
we don't have an, an idea well, of the numbers of this. Like, we can look up real estate numbers because, like, the actually, I don't even know if we can easily. <laughs> Ellie, let me take a step back here for a second. A, liquidation Brian, businesses exist and are profitable. Like, that I promise you. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, Brian, like, those things are called infomercials. They're, they just, like, they're a half-hour show to sell you a specific product. This is an infomercial to sell you on buying pallets and then selling them on Amazon or eBay. Yeah. But and but it's I have not no doubt. because they never told you where to go buy the pallets from. Like but they, if it was an infomercial, it'd be the world's worst infomercial where they didn't actually sell you anything. Well, I'm sure as soon as you start Googling around. So they just told you the idea of Googling and buying stuff from other companies <laughs> that they will make no money off. Yeah, good one, Chris. <laughs> they they definitely like they're definitely trying to recruit. And I'm not saying that like all liquidation They're businesses are- definitely not trying to recruit. No, I'm not also not saying that like liquidation businesses are not profitable ever. It's just, they're presenting like the small number of businesses that are. They are also trying to like give tips like during this show on how to do it. They're like, there's a lot about this show that makes me think that like they're trying to get people to do this. For what possible benefit? Like tell me so- why they would do that. There has to be motive. If you're calling a crime, there has to be motive. The the second link on Google is extreme unboxing, how to buy return pallets from Walmart, Target, etc. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're trying to get other people in it. Like that increases competition for them. Totally. I think I, like that's not a good motive. And like so, the other one would be like they're going to try to attract traffic to their store, but that just seems like a weird strategy going on a national TV show to get local traffic because otherwise they're putting it online, which doesn't matter. I, I think they're just doing it. Like maybe they're making a couple bucks and they get some local press. No, I think like for the individuals on the show, you're totally right. They're trying to get people in the store. I think one of the store names I found it funny. I think it was called Overstook. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but like, there's no like. I'm really talking about the showmakers, right? The showmakers aren't trying to recruit people for shit because they don't make money off of that. Like, again, no motive, so they're not gonna do it. I mean, you're not wrong. It definitely teed it up as an infomercial. But they never said, hey, go to this website at the end. So I can see your point, but it definitely feels it, the show is, hey, look how easy this you think people can do. You can do at home and then people will watch it and keep watching it because they think that it's so easy. That doesn't yeah. necessarily and like they can easily put themselves in the shoes of opening these things. It was right? weird. That's the only reason this thing exists. Yeah. It was weird in the beginning how they tried to sell in the unboxing, pallet selling lifestyle, right? Like they edited that like intro to be like, look how fun this is. I get to work from home and spend time with my kids. I felt that was a little odd, but maybe that's just how the people feel. Why do I also feel like I've seen this in like TV shows too? I don't know. I, it's very odd to me because they definitely sold sure. it. Like in the- these, these three like duos of people are just small business owners who are excited about their small business. Like I don't know how this is surprisingly. Like, if you were a small business owner and you weren't excited about it, you're probably in trouble. I mean, these are like Instagram influencers, right? Like they had their Instagram channel and they would shoot these unboxing videos. Ooh, yeah. I don't think so. I don't what think are you so? talking about? You that's like, wait, that's like a big spectrum to compare this to the unboxing videos. What? This is not unboxing. This is unpalatable. The show is not even titled correctly. Let's let's clear that up. We're barely unboxing anything in most cases. They're like, oh, we opened the palette. Look at this new box of whatever. We're going to sell it for whatever. That's the show. <laughs> Only the bicycle Although- people were really opening boxes. Right, because they had a bunch of like used stuff, and so they were like, you know, riding skateboards and like, oh, this bike works. Oh, this bike has poo on it. Great. <laughs> Although, no one cares. Per- personally, I would rather watch an unpalleting video than an unboxing video. Unboxing yeah. video, you already know what's <laughs> gonna come out. Unpalleting video, anything could happen. Oh no, nah, you're 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 blurring the lines there. Like unboxing is this whole separate category, right? Like unboxing no, is the people that are gonna buy this thing. They want to know what that experience is, and maybe on the fence, totally be like, oh, you know, what's the latest hoopty blah? How is it packaged? Right? That's a very different audience than like this show. This show is not that at all. The show is hundred people trying to make money reselling dumb shit that they yeah. happen to get at a discount. 
I was just saying, personally, I find unpalating more like interesting because there's like some level of surprise in it. Oh yeah, I mean, well, it's that, all that, about like, the surprise, right? Like the the show again, as the same as Storage Wars, where you bid on the locker, you right. have no idea what's going to be in it. You don't know what's going to be in this palette. Sometimes there's a manifest file, which we should dig into that, where it's <laughs> kind of irrelevant because <laughs> no one holds anybody accountable for the manifest file of like the list of what's in the palette. So it's basically useless. This is kind of like a guide. It's like, oh, maybe there's a bicycle in here. Maybe there's a pump in here. Maybe there's something else. Maybe it's not. Uh, and I mean, that's it. it. Probably and depends. Have to go on in that, and like a couple of photos of the pallet. They buy the pallet. They ship it to their place. Then they open it. And so, like, I agree with VJ. Like, the the point of the show there is like, oh, let's let's see what we've actually got. And there's sort of this assessment phase, right, where they're like assessing the rough value of all the shit they just acquired. And basically the show is, you know, they have this little graphic where they're like filling the meter of are they going to recoup the cost uh, invested or not, uh, which you're all going on good faith because you have to assume they're going to sell everything, which obviously they're not going to do. I'd have to at least have to assume. one of the duos like they were using some app, which like seemed like at least it was more programmatic in the number setting, right? Sure. Um, than the other two who were just coming up. And like the couple definitely at initially was like, whatever the price is, we're going to sell it for 60%. And by the end, they were at 80%. Their calculation changed because they got more and more optimistic. And I was like, this is not going okay. For sure. Now, now there is one group of people that I, I, I think had a, a slightly nuanced approach here, which is they were buying, in some cases, like refurbished boxes or things that were lightly damaged, just like, the outside box of a particular product and what these people would do is actually like, like take that and hopefully all of the parts are in it and they would assemble it so like let's say it was a child's riding car or a toy or what have you and instead of trying to like ship it they would actually go the other route and say hey the the service that we're providing you is that we will assemble this thing you know playhouse whatever riding car what have you we're gonna have it in our storefront and you can just come in and buy it and you can just skip the whole like assembling piece so I thought that that like was a bit of nuance that at least was was interesting. You could sort of see like they are providing some service and value uh, beyond just being a middle person to to resell a used thing. Uh, I I also kind of knew a friend that did similar things to this. He would go to auctions and then buy certain things he knew were cheap and then sell them on eBay. But like you, the margins aren't great. It's a lot of time compared to like just like compared to what other jobs are so like you're not making a whole lot of money unless you have warehouses like them and can store a ton of stuff and just have like them all sit on ebay waiting for like somebody to buy them at a high price it's, it's similar to the uh uh pawn shop kind of like right well i know you, there, there's like middle liquidators too who like basically buy liquidation pallets go through the stuff right and then take out a few things from there and then reliquidate the pallet. Hmm. So they basically, yeah. let's say and like the pallets actually, a lot of times you you buy it, they're like, hey, it's a sports and outdoors pallet and you buy it per pound. You're like, I'll buy like 200 pound pallet for like whatever, 2000 bucks, let's say. And then you go and buy it and then you like go reliquidate the pallet for like slightly less per pound money. So you're saying it's a racket. I mean, they're just like, like going through what would go in the dump and actually making use of it. So I think like that way they're really positive to the environment. Because otherwise, this is all ending up in the dump. No, I just the show made it seem like a super easy, and b like something you could just do at, out of your garage, which I I think you can. I think that if you wanted to, but you're not going to make three grand on your first pallet of stuff, which I don't even know if you get a pallet of stuff delivered to your house. That seems kind of hard to do. Well, like what small business are you making three grand right off the bat? Like it's like you're owning a small business here. It's tough. Like, yeah, like people understand that's why people don't do it. That's fair. I don't know. I think I had a different takeaway. It seemed to me like maybe I missed something here, but I thought all of the people like didn't make money on this. Like, it seemed like everyone was coming in at a loss. Like, and that's on their, you know, luxurious uh, assumptions of, of guessing the price. No, James, everyone made money. Those people at the end made $2,000, dude. 
Yeah, I think I missed that part, or I just got bored of the show. I did not have that as a takeaway. Yeah, at the end, they went over who the biggest winner was, which was the person that made the most money, not or most profit, not the most percentage profit, mm. based the on their bullshit people, numbers. Right. right. I think the sex people can, like, it seemed like they would actually make money because all their stuff was new. They were showing the prices on Amazon. It seemed reasonable that they would turn a profit. Whether it would be worth their time or not, I don't know. Um, and but like the other two people, I definitely thought would lose money on this piece. So like the one person that has the bikes and stuff, do they have an actual store? I mean, yeah, I guess you store. Assume that, right? They, yeah, they shot the whole scene in in their store. That, um, that was overstuck. I feel like yeah. I must have zoomed zoned out for a second there. That was like opening of the show. I zoned out. Rochester, New New York. Gotta got mm-hmm. give him a plug. Uh, are we ready for questions now? Let's do let's some questions. Let's train moving. Let's, let's get the questions here. Uh, who's the worst human being in the show? I um, think it's the one of the two sex toy guys, the one who was more annoying about it. <laughs> that's fair. The guy who was harassing his employee? Yes, that's the guy that, I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you, you put it better than I did, but yes. I, I actually don't know if they co-own the business, if they're partners, or if it, like, he kind of made it sound like, you know, I don't need it for my bonus this Christmas. So like, it seemed like he was an employee. Weren't they family too? No, uh, internet coronet for us. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> uh, I give up. I have their names written down. Uh, let's see. But you didn't write down any names. What? You told me Chuck earlier you didn't write Chris. down any names. I wrote down Chuck and Chris. Yeah. I didn't write uh, down everyone's name, so I didn't want to go over it. Oh, okay. So I also wrote down how much they sold their, their things for, if you cared to know. But uh, Chuck in slash or Chris, probably. Um, Not and, how much they sold their things for, how much they think they can sell their things for. No, it's how much for they, they bought them for. Oh. I didn't write down their bullshit numbers. <laughs> Fuck that. That's uh, the whole show, Chris. Is this the apex upgrade or downgrade for the host of the show? I mean, it's apex, right? There like is all no six host. of these people? Yeah. There's no host. Six yet. people. Yeah. Uh, I call them the hosts. If you call them the hosts, it's definitely their apex. They're, they're not going up from here. Are these people new every time or do they like go like multiple episodes for the same duos? All right. So, so I watched I watched most episode 12 while we were, we were waiting to get ready. I have a seven minutes left. Uh, two of the three were the same. Chuck and Chris were back. The New York couple were back. The third one was some different random people. So uh, no pastor. So their no website passing. has six couples on it for the cast. Got it. Oh, that's why like one of the couple that like did the PSA was different. Yeah. I was like, who are they? And then they never came back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely Apex. Um, so we got a m- most baffling slash cringeworthy moment. Uh, Brian, what do you got for me? Okay. So not going to lie. Like, my notes app crashed and I lost all my notes. So, <laughs> but I also thought, thank God I don't have notes, but now I'm going back on that. So I've got nothing. <laughs> this show was so forgettable, man. Oh, um, man. Got? All the. Go ahead, James. <laughs> I was going to say, I got one for you, uh, which you might not expect. It's the moment when they're unboxing, obviously. And uh, one of the ladies grabs the uh, what they have been after in this palette the whole time, a hunting crossbow. Uh, the pastor, uh, a.k.a. her husband, just looks over and says, damn, you look sexy. <laughs> that was pretty good. I had to cringe there. Yeah, and then it was sort of doubled down when they realized the name of the crossbow was something something God's country crossbow. And they just really lost their minds. They, they just fell in love with it. Then they found walkie-talkies, and they were like, you look hot. I've got one. So I think every sex toy interaction was just, like, cringy. Like, stop. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not funny. It's just, let's just move on. 
It was mo- all moments. Half third of the episode on the list. Uh, the edible panties part, though, was like, just, <laughs> I don't know if you need to really deal with that. I mean, that might have been one of the most entertaining segments on the actual thing because they actually did something. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Yo, can we talk about that one for a second? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> firstly, I was was anybody else really thrown off by when they so they they, they both look at each other and like all right let's try out like one of these and like just see how it tastes right uh, and so they were making some references about candies or whatever but then when they like broke off a piece to like eat it it was like it appeared to be rock hard and like rigidly stiff so I'm very confused for edible underwear like how you're supposed to wear it if it's like just in like it's like a sheet of like plywood I wonder if they were expired. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point, Brian. They did not specify. There's probably a shelf life on that because it's candy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the shelf life like a decade on candy? I have no idea, man. Hey. I don't but, know. I have no idea, James. <laughs> I was just like... I, tweet at us if you around. have any idea why I look like cardboard. Chris, I'm on Amazon right now where you're getting some. <laughs> Normally, it's like uh, candy with strings through it. Like... That's how normal edible underwear is. I'm not sure oh, yeah. what kind this was. This they said it was like Jolly Rancher, and I could tell <laughs> if it's totally like what you're describing, VJ. That I can see having a long shelf life. Jolly Ranchers, though, do not. <laughs> it's it's Hershey. It's getting they're getting in the game. Well, hold yeah. up. You just say Jolly Ranchers have a long shelf life. That doesn't have a long shelf life. They, it's, they, a, it's a hard. Sugar they're hard candies. candies. What do you mean? It's yeah, good for like 25 years plus. Well, they're. I'm a, I said like a Jolly Rancher. Like you do not want like under, edible underwear that's just like a giant like basket that you're putting on. Like you want it to have some flex to it. Yeah, that's my point. It just seems like a bad idea to make it out of Jolly Rancher. Yeah, but <laughs> like Jolly Rancher like that stuff. I, I just don't think the shelf life of Jolly Rancher is the problem here. It seems like they chose the wrong candy. Oh, this is what you're picturing, Babov. That's how it normally. That. That's how I did it not get that it. from your description. Yeah, it's like the necklace candy, but like underwear. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, you bite a piece of it in, like flinging at people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't know what you're doing in your bedroom, Brian. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, let's get to our favorite minor minutias. Uh, I have one. So every time they're opening this palette. I don't know if they all always come with like some sort of like plastic wrap around the whole thing, but all three in this episode did. Uh, so like, I thought it was just kind of odd, and like they made a big deal. They're like unboxing, we're unboxing now. Oh my god! And then it was just like fucking boxes. Like there was no rest of the unboxing piece. It was just them unwrapping the palette. I can use a knife. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian. He- what- Ballots of stuff usually does come wrapped. Like, that's, like, the norm. Yeah, yeah but, that, I mean, that's part of it. It's more of a tangent to, like, them having a big unboxing, like, like media image, and then it just them unwrapping the palette, and you can't even see what they're unboxing. But that's the whole show, so what What the fuck do I know? <laughs> Brian, do you have a minor minutia? Kind of when, like, the bike lady was just riding around on, like, all the stupid kid stuff. I was kind of, like, doing that, so it was, it was enjoyable. You gotta get, but she didn't do the like on one foot, one scooter, and on one foot, the other scooter. Because they're all kid scooters. You could do that. Uh, that's definitely true. She was rollerblading, though. She was rollerblading. She was riding around the tiny bike. I feel like she also skateboarded. She also made the worst comment, which was about a child's helmet, saying that if she was buying a child's helmet, she would be sure to buy a bigger one so that it would fit her. Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> what? Thank you for bringing that up, James. I was I was good image to that too. Yeah, like the thing about this helmet, helmet is, I'd buy a bigger one. It's like this is a child's helmet. <laughs> that wasn't a bad comment. That was just a bad joke, right? Like she intentionally said that would be funny. Just wasn't uh, funny. I know. It didn't seem like a joke. It didn't work, PJ. It didn't work. It de- definitely was a bad joke. I'm not debating that part. I I just thought she was aware of what the hell she was saying questionable uh i have one I think it's fine. Oh, uh, I- all right so there's a point where they're opening the sex toys 
And the one guy says, uh, there's like a glass one. Would you like any glassware? And it was a glass dildo. And it was a terrible joke. So I don't know why it's my favorite, but I decided to bring it up. <laughs> Noah. It's like glass dildos, Chris. I don't know what to tell you. Well, the gl- just like the way they pretended like they were. Like, would you need it? Do you want any glassware? Like, as in it's not a sex toy, which we all know it's a sex toy. So it's not funny. Anyway, Noah. Yeah. Um, a quick update from the corner and kind of minor minutia. So, yes, the one is the owner. So the one who keeps unboxing and then making, making the bad jokes owns Bricks and Clicks. And then uh, sets so Chuck and then Chris is his employee. Uh, so a nice little power dynamic there. Uh, on the minutia, I really like the uh, visualization of the prices. It's kind of this like pop art, kind of like Batman pow like look to the prices um they could have done something pretty vanilla and they decided to spice it up a little bit so good for them all right uh we got to do our favorite question now second favorite well chris i got i got one more uh oh, one? for oh. you um we talked about the one couple was using like some sort of app on their phone to uh, help with the prices but when she the she was describing it she's like the most important tool when we're unboxing is our phone. And on my phone, I have an app that I use. And it's like the way it was explained was like definitely, you know, someone who had no idea what they were talking about trying to explain this. And I, I enjoyed that. Rob, do you know magic about sounding apps? for sure. Do you know about apps, Rob? They What's can, that? They, Tell me about can, these apps. You can keep so like track. appetizers? Mozzarella sticks. And stuff. Mozzarella sticks. Oh, I'm intrigued. Speaking of the uh, app, did anyone else, did it bug anybody else that like they went out of their way to never, A, mention the name of the app, B, never show the logo or any of the title bar of the app anytime they showed a shot of the phone? They were always like really explicit about not showing a product or company logos. Uh, yeah, not only, they didn't use the same one, I don't think, between the three of them. But I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they didn't pay for the rights. So like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they just didn't want to advertise, right? But yeah, yeah. I, I bet they went to the company that made that app and say, "Give us some money, we'll show your app." And they said, "No." Like, okay, fine, we're gonna not let people know this is. This app. I feel like if you're like high up in the list of people that do this kind of apps, you, you're like, there aren't that many. I'm sure. Uh, it wasn't so- just the app, right? They also like blurred out like product like on the product itself they blurred out the the brand names right James is that what you were saying? No, I think that was just the sex toy stuff uh, where they blurred that. No, I thought even for others I saw some level of blurring there. That might have been. That one I I didn't find as odd, but it was just like they went out of their way to show a shot of these people using their phone with this app, and it's just sort of annoying when they like don't show you the full screen and they sort of intentionally cut off sections of it. I'm just like, ah, why bother? Like, I just don't care. Like, just move on. Just don't show me it. Nitpick. All right. Let's get to our favorite drinking rules. What are your drinking rules? Uh, I'll start off with anytime they list a price, take a drink. Oh, even better. Even better, Brian. Take the retail price minus the price they sell they sell it for and drink for that number of, like, seconds. You're Chris. really trying to kill our viewers, huh? <laughs> like that, that rule is right, just, divided by sorry, right, divided by ten first. Like, so that rule is just chug the whole episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, you're all right. All right, every time they give a price, drink. But even that, like, I, what, what? I feel like there's got to be some deeper level to it because it's just there's they're just shouting out prices constantly that yeah. make no sense I mean, like i don't know how you make a real yeah game. you're trying to get drunk dude you're not trying to watch this show sober i don't I think like you have to try like <laughs> it will be impossible that's the whole show is then naming prices of random crap that they're unboxing <laughs> I like how your drinking rule though assumes that i'll be able to do math like 10 minutes in this episode <laughs> 
All right. All right. All right. You can ignore my rule if you want. Brian, what's your rule? Drink every time a phone is shown. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, James, what is your drinking rule? Yeah, I mean, that's the problem is I don't have a good answer prepared here. But uh, thinking on the spot, uh, Noah can stop shaking his head at any time. That would be immensely helpful. Uh, uh, it's, yeah. it's nothing but distracting, just so you know. <laughs> it's not helpful. Uh, so that you're aware, you know, when we're doing the Zoom podcasting, it's, uh, you know, it's not great. But uh, I'll stop stalling here and go with, um, I don't know, when we somebody thinks they're going to get something and they don't get it. Uh, so they're like, hey, this thing's supposed to have a golf club in it. And then there's no golf club. Drink. Uh, Rob, what do you got for us? I, I think you got to drink every time they're cutting through some plastic or they're cutting into a box. I, th- I think that's what you got to drink. Ooh, I, I like that one. Uh, Mr. Noah. So I was on Rob's page. I, I, I have a two-part game. Because you got to get in the front a half of the episode and the back half of the episode. So the front half is whenever they get a new palette, right? And they are opening the palette. Um, on the back half of the episode is every time they uh, start making a profit. So they hit the break even, you take a shot. That's a that's, good one. Uh, that, that's three shots. That's more it's drinking not, than my not, drink. Not, not always, I'm assuming. I'm assuming everyone doesn't always break even. Mm. There's no way they don't make a profit each, all three of them each episode. I mean, if they're making up all the numbers, like why wouldn't you make up the numbers <laughs> to break even? Like, yeah. I think three shots in the episode is reasonable. Well, yep. all right. I do DJ, like the celebratory vibe that Noah's put down, at least with that one. It's sort of like, ah, they made their money back. Let's they uh, did it. Yeah. Three shots for a 30 minute episode, too. <laughs> it's just, I don't They've know. literally brought in no actual cash, but they're broken even. Cheers. I, I feel like my rule of drinking for every price is less than three beers. No. <laughs> okay. How much do you think a drink is? I don't like how many drinks they list you think are like a hundred prices. That's not true. Wait, should we test this? No, I don't want to watch another episode of this. <laughs> Chris, right. watch episode I watch most episode 12. You watch episode 12 and let me know how it goes. No, somebody's got to be there doing the shots and I'll do the beer. <laughs> that's how it works. That's definitely how it works. I'm not doing this alone. Um, okay. get, get out of okay. here. BJ, what is your drinking rule? Um, drinking rule, I couldn't think of a good one. I think maybe just like whenever anyone makes a terrible joke related to the product that they're looking at. That yeah. That's a good one. That You're going to drink a lot too. Not I don't think so. I think numbers. there's only like five or six in the episode, really. Are you serious? You talking about like cringeworthy jokes, right? Like, ooh, that didn't work. <laughs> but like there's not that many. They're really terrible. But like how many are there? So every sex toy had a joke. Um, and obviously there was a the think like, But I think it's just, it's just the sex toys that kind of like popping off too much. Like, like if you like on a normal episode, I, I think like you, the other two segments, like that's pretty normal. You're getting like two or three per couple. Like maybe, maybe it's like somewhere between six to nine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got one more potential drinking rule is uh, drink every time the manifest is mentioned. So I feel like there was <laughs> a lot of references to the manifest. But yeah. only by one... Uh, only Ooh. by the pastor. The pastor couple, yeah. Could yeah. be just a pastor regular job. But and they they mentioned it in the, the episode twelve again, so that, that one that oh. one comes back. I, I do got to give the pastor credit uh, for being a pastor. He was the most uh, spicy when it came to sex with his wife, <laughs> not on the show. <laughs> not well, not something I'd expect from a pastor. I don't. Know. Pastors are people too, no. Uh, obviously they are, but... Uh, he's he's I, not a Catholic priest, Noah. It's different. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go join his church. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to our next favorite question. What do you think the production schedule was like? <laughs> per, per part or like for the entire episode? I think you go episode and then season. I think that like... So how long does it take to unbox one pallet when you don't actually have to make up realistic prices? And you don't have to do anything other than take them out of the boxes. You take out of the boxes. You 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 do look. I guess you do look up the price on Amazon, and then you just say another price and then move on. 
or you just uh, make it up and don't. It's like two it. hours, right? You could get through that whole thing it's, in two it's hours. A, it's, it's a half a day, right? Like the power arrives, the crew shows up, you get prepped. All right, you're like, all right, cool, we're gonna go live. Great, we're gonna unpack unpack this thing for like four hours. Great, we're gonna get some craft services, and uh, all right, it's a wrap. Well, I'm with James. Yeah. Do they do, they do more than one episode for one team oh, in one day? Definitely. Yep. The team, the getting the team out there would be the most expensive spot. Like, could you, is it possible that, like, they film all the episodes for one, like, one pair in, like, two days? Yes, absolutely. Did you, there was definitely other pallets, at least in the bike one. Oh, and they, uh, the sex toy people have, like, a big warehouse. There's got to be other pallets around. Like, they're just scattered about, and they'll open up another one, and it's good to go. Yeah, I think that this whole show, for a whole co- for one couple, is probably a week. I, I, yeah. week for a couple a i don't know i, th- I think no they bust out faster than that i think it's a i think it's, it's a, week. a week with these people doing what opening pallets dude they got so, all about eight minutes worth of content per group i don't like what are they doing that's for one episode i'm talking about the whole season are yeah, so, people don't come back do they yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they do they there's do. 12 oh. episodes throughout the 12 episodes there's only six couples and they repeat so there's six spots per couple on average. Yeah, exactly. I think it's max of three days. I think they're doing two or three a day. So it's two days or three days. They film sure. all the episodes and they, they move on. I think that they, they'll film extras so they can throw some away that don't work. I think they'll just do You just do it. Oh, you think that they, 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 unbo- they, they go through some unboxings that don't work out as well and they, they throw some of them away. Mm, yeah. yeah, okay. Then maybe... But like think, these people, so, so once they unbox, wouldn't they want to do certain things with all this stuff before moving on to the next palette? So like that, I think they have to make time for that. Like you wouldn't just like put it all like in a box again, right? Like, when, like then you've just kind of gone back to square one. You have to kind of like organize it. And like for the people who are selling it online, you have to list it. Like you, you want to get through no, the whole thing. process. we're not has nothing to do with the show. You know that, PJ. It's all about I, home opening the palette i understand but the store owner still have to keep their business running dude that, yeah but that get the money from a and e to not have your business actually run for a few days yeah, yeah. that's fair I, I i'm kind of on james page like on like the day-to-day schedule i think they do it over a week that's it you know six days like six episodes six days half, half day shot and they they like do the post-production that evening itself right so like that's how the production people aren't like wasting time in the morning they film it in the evening the store owners are like cleaning up their shit the production people are cleaning up their shit aka the post-production like that that's like both people are just side by side working i don't think so so i actually like don't think the editing's happening at that same day like i think they're just filming a bunch of shit and then they're going back and they're going off to the edit room for another separate week but like that's not contingent upon the, like, these people's time Right, like you're just sending that to the producers and the editors, and they're gonna craft a story, which we obviously know with reality TV, that's like the whole thing, right? right. Like you see what sticks, how you tie it together, but like just in terms of getting the content, I think that that's very quick. Sure. And like uh, even if these people do multiple, like sure, let's say there's a group that does six, ten pallets. Okay, you spend a day per pallet, and you film each pallet unboxing, and it's whatever, right? And you uh, edit together what's good and what's bad and move on. Yeah, they, yeah, like the way they shot it, it was a little more complicated than needed. They had their professional cameras, but then they spliced in like iPhone selfie view cameras. Um, and so, yeah, it, they probably, you know, they got to take those shots like a couple times. Right? They're like, no, do it again, do it again, do it again. I always <laughs> thought that those like iPhone shots were their social media shots. There's no social media integration, Chris, just give it up. Well, that's why I thought it was social media integration because of those shots. You just want like those social media, and it's just not. I just think Noah. that people would want to watch. People obviously is showing A and E. There has to be some sort of audience. No, this be is your time. Some audience on Instagram for these yokels to like find. I don't understand why my social okay. thinking they're on social media is such a weird thing. I guarantee you that now they're at the very least now they're on social media. I think I, that they are found because they were on social media. Uh, maybe. I, 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 found, I, I feel um, like 
Yeah. I can't go on. I just don't care about the internet corner about it. They don't have, I mean, at least what I could, when I was looking up the bricks and clicks ownership model, um, they don't seem to have a huge social presence. Um, they do have a very active Facebook group where they post all the stuff that they're selling. Like that kind of makes sense. Um, but when looking up bricks and clicks in Millbury, Ohio, um, their social profiles are not coming to the top of any Google pages. Their SEO is bad, Noah. Leave them alone. Uh, all right. We're done with the production schedule. We have no way to answer any of these questions unless, Noah, you tweet at them and ask them how long it took to film. No, Chris, you set up your unboxing company, and then we'll get you on the show, and then you answer these questions for us. That's, that's how we do it. I feel like it's going to be a lot easier to ask six, yo- 12 yokels how long it took them to film. Uh, than it is for me to get on. Anyway, all right, let's move on to ratings. We do a stack ranking system. We do a top, middle, bottom third. Some crazy people might stack rank in their stack rankings. So you'll hear about that as we go. But we're comparing to other reality shows and not to like Breaking Bad and The Wire. So <laughs> just as an FYI. Uh, Brian, Otherwise, what do you it would always be top of the top. <laughs> always, always. Brian, what do you got for me? I got bottom of the bottom. If I wanted to see numbers pop off on a screen, I'll just play a damn video game. <laughs> it's all for fun. Uh, VJ, what do you got for me? I got top of the bottom. Uh, I felt like there were wasn't a crazy like it's shit boring, but there's not like crazy like cringe like the crazy amount of cringe worthy moments. So that's why it's not bottom of the bottom. And like also like the numbers thing on the screen. You know, like we watch a lot of shows and then we're like, if they could just put the numbers on the screen, that'd be so helpful. And they did it. So like, I'm, I'm like, that is, that is to their credit that they actually did what seemed obvious. Um, Cause that does not seem to be the case. Like when other people, like even Shark Tank, I don't feel like they do the numbers correctly on the screen. I agree with that, but uh, they, you can still go too far in the other direction. <laughs> Uh, they showed no, you one we, number, the only number that mattered. That seemed all right, reasonable. we've moved on. We're moving on. <laughs> Noah, what do you got for me? Uh, top of the bottom. Yeah, the show is not enjoyable to watch. Um, there are shows that go further on the unlikability scale. Um, and it, the reason it's not further down is I appreciate that A&E is just trying to get a big bang for their buck. Like, clearly, they're running this thing on a shoestring um, and is trying to get some shit on there. And I think they do a good job of running this on a shoestring budget. All right, James, what do you got for me? Yeah, so, I mean, for me, this show is definitely in the bottom. Uh, I think in, in, in the more specific rating, I'll, I'll put in the, the middle of the bottom and not go absolute. Purely for the fact that it's not offensively bad. Like it, it doesn't like slap you in the face and really just make you hate it. But having said that, I just found myself really bored. Like I just, I just couldn't care. The numbers all just seemed irrelevant. Like I do like the production value they brought and showing some of the details, but in the end, it just n- nothing mattered. They didn't sell anything. It's just a bunch of people opening a box and being like, I guess I could sell this for whatever. And I just, it just, I was just really bored. Um, but like, hey, if like that's the sort of thing that like excites you, then, then maybe the show is for you. But um, if if otherwise, I don't know. So yeah, middle of the bottom. Uh, Rob, what do you got for us? Uh, I don't have anything to add. Like, it's definitely a bottom third show. Like, not that much happens. We talked about like there seems to be a. I don't know if it's a good show. This is a better show where it actually would take you through all the steps of the process and not just the taking the stuff out of the pallets and making up prices about it part of the process. Um, But yeah, it's just, there's not a lot happening and it's not that interesting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't, so I don't normally do it. It's bomb third. I mean, let's be fucking clear here. It's bomb third. Unanimous bomb third. I'd be very disappointed. Either of you, any of you put it anywhere else. I've disappointed you before, Chris. (laughs) You have, you have done that to me in the past. Uh, I can't think of any of the top of my head, but you have done that. Um, but I agree with Brian on this one. I think this is a bottom of the bottom. It's fucking hot garbage. It's just 
people spin off stupid numbers that like literally I could care fucking less. Like even if these were real fucking numbers, I could give two fucks if these people made any money or not. Like, but like they're, they're not even real numbers. I could care. Like, there's no way you'd get me to watch another episode of this. It's so boring about people I don't care about, of stuff I don't care about. Like, this is literally my nightmare, having all this shit around. Like, fuck this. Fuck this show, and I'm done talking about it. <laughs> We're going to move on to another. I think this show you surprised me on, Rob, actually. I did. You got you to give, give us the update on number one America's number one show on the Fox network. That's right. The Mass Singer. Yeah, so it's, it's been a couple of weeks coming. Uh, we can talk about, you know, who's been unmasked and, and stuff like that. But the, the interesting thing to really talk about is how the Masked Singer is handling this quarantine situation. And it's very, it's not what I expected. Where So, like, they, they made a slight change to the set. Like, the judges are definitely spaced out a bit more. And Robin Thicke is definitely, like, giving no fucks what's going on. He's got a beard. His hair is, like, all nuts and you know, <laughs> stuff. And it's, it's great. But they're trying to make it seem like everything's normal, including they're doing stuff with, you know, with uh, camera tricks and editing. They make it seem like there's a crowd there. And they're using shots and they're splicing in from previous seasons. But there's no crowd there. But the show doesn't acknowledge in any way that that's the case. You have to Google it later of like, wait, there wasn't any people in the crowd, was there? And they're like, no, they're purposely trying to make it seem like there's a crowd there sitting like normal and reacting to things, even though it's not happening. And like there was this Nick Cannon briefly mentioned like, oh, and people are also voting from from uh, home. And they like really quickly showed that and they don't mention it again. And they definitely, when it comes time to vote, they're making it seem like people who are there in the audience are voting, even though they're not. And it's so weird of how they decided That is to the do weirdest it. thing I could have ever imagined for this show. Yeah. I, t- I forgot that the audience, quote unquote, voted for who should be kicked off, which I think we question in our original review. It's, it's always been very questionable. And it, it's, it's, very sus- it's very suspicious of you know, how much this... Because they say the audience votes, but the judges also vote, and they don't explain... <laughs> How that works? I think last year made pretty clear because, like, bad singers were still in, but like a good singer would leave, and then they have like some PR thing coming out that week. Yeah, so it was like pretty clear that oh, just come on, we'll, you'll get off this week, and so you can promote your book club bullshit or whatever. Um, <laughs> book club for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Any what what kind of celebrities we're looking at this season? All right, looking so, at A tier, A tier celebrities, B tier, George Clooney for sure. I've uh, yeah, I, I don't think A tier is is really in the mass singers uh, a wheelhouse there. So here's who's we got. So uh, episode one, the the dragon was unmasked, and it was Busta Rhymes, who is oh. a person I've heard of. Uh, I I, <laughs> Busta, Busta. Ooh, damn, that's a big and, one. And into suspicious things with who gets kicked off, like they're, they're doing this thing now, which I which I enjoy, where they're making the judges write down who their initial guess is, and they'll reveal them later, and like that's going to get better as season goes on. But in the first episode, they made Nick Cannon write one down for just one, and it turned out to be the one who got kicked off, and he was able to pull out of his pocket during. And I was like, this seems very fishy that they did this just for this one. Um, then so wait. Yeah. For the ones that like you write down and like aren't voted off immediately, like do you get to change that result or is it like you're going off like such limited information? Yeah, no, they, they put they they locked it in a vault or a fake vault, and then they're gonna <laughs> like so the people who get kicked off later, they're gonna be like, Okay, ten episodes ago, who did you guess this was after their first performance? And then it's gonna I think I think this is a good a good wrinkle. Um is it but, a wrinkle? It doesn't even seem like a wrinkle. Like, it's not a wrinkle. It's a it's a gimmick. It's a little funny thing they do on the side that they make fun of the judges for being idiots, which I, I support. Um, <laughs> then second episode, they, they did the... So there's another thing where the last person to sing was the gremlin. And the gremlin was just like, ah, I'm done. I'm going to take my mask off, even though they hadn't apparently hadn't voted and hadn't done anything. And oh, it was yeah, sure. Mickey Rourke. 
who was in The Wrestler and Iron Man 2. And apparently he was like signed up to do a bunch of PR and just said, nah, I'm done and, and didn't do any of it after he, he was unmasked. He was like, ah, I'm done. <laughs> That's <this> amazing. <laughs> That's, That's so great. great. <laughs> He's just like, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the most recent episode kicked off was Brian Austin Green, who used to be a 90210 and was married to Megan Fox. No. Oh. And apparently was friends with... Uh, Robin Thicke when they were teenagers and they had a band together at some point. Weird. And uh, Robin Thicke's initial guess was it was Jaleel White, who I'd guessed was the frog last season. So I, I got a kick out of that. Wait, Robin uh-huh. Thicke thought that Brian Wilson Green was Urkel? You're correct. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> wait, who's Urkel? You don't know who Urkel is? I don't know. I know who Urkel is. I don't know his real name. Jaleel White. Okay. Who are the so this season they have a like two-headed creature. It's it's two people in bird costumes, but they have this kind of like little nest thing they 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 stand in. So they don't wander on the stage, they just stand there singing to each other. But it's a man and a woman. They reference each other as brother and sister, but that might be misdirection. Could be a could be a married couple. We'll see. Maybe it's like Jamie it. and Cersei sort of- Lannister, that'd be great. Sounds like the white stripes. It could be the white stripes. I thought about that. Well, that's the opposite, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's... And, uh, well, my last thing is I'm convinced the sun is Demi Lovato. So we'll see if that... All right, Locke, put it in the vault. It's in the vault. Demi Lovato sounds ADR. Demi Lovato would be pretty pretty good. I'm more B-tier, but it's pretty good. The the talent... Yeah. The talent seems like a notch above this season. But that's what we thought last season when they were kicking off like Lil Wayne. And then the actual winners was a bunch of people you never heard of. So, yeah, because if you're famous, you don't actually want to be in the show. Like like uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you're famous, you always want your face to be on TV, not you hidden on TV. Like, it doesn't make sense. All right. Uh, how many people are left? Sorry. I just wanted, I, as a non watcher of the show, I only experienced the show through Rob's updates. So I'm curious <laughs> so how many it, are left. It's actually, they've, they've done another weird thing. It's a little clear. I, like they did last season, they did this A team, B team, C team, and they had them sing together and go down to like kind of like almost a bracket kind of thing. Oh my so gosh. they did A team the first episode, they did B team the second episode, then they were back to A team the first episode. So it seems like there's only two groups, but I think there's a third group that they haven't seen yet. So I think there's uh, still there's 15 left. But uh, 15? We'll 15? Oh, 15. What? You've been watching this thing for months. No, it just restarted. This only kicked off three so far. I don't know. It feels like it's been going season. He's watched this for years now. Do you watch the show regularly? Yeah, every week. I feel like you regularly tell me you don't get time to watch all these shows that are on your list. Oh yeah. And somehow this this makes it off the list onto the TV. This is a show I can watch and fold laundry at the same time, which other shows, you know, if I'm going to watch, like I don't know, what's the show I'm actually interested in. Yeah, what is your you were starting what's your shout out of the week, Rob? What which which what's your shout out? Shout like what actual show what actual show yeah, am I what watching? What actual like one, show would you wanna like recommend or talk about? So we're watching we're watching the second season of Homecoming, which is the Amazon Prime show that had Julia Roberts in the first season and does not have Julia Roberts in the second season. Oh. Is it the same story? It's a continuation of the same story, yeah. Does that mean she died? Uh, not that I know of, but it's you know we'll we'll see. Okay. That's your. What is it? What is it? Yeah. What's it it's, about? It's the first season. Of the second. Uh, the first season is about Julia Roberts is working in this uh, facility to help uh, veterans returning back from war reacclimatized to normal life, but all is not as it seems. And it's by the guy who did Mr. Robot. So similar, like, funky directing things going on. Sam Esmail. Sam Esmail. Yeah, it's also, I believe it was based on a podcast. It is based on the podcast. This says in the credits. It's based on the podcast. And I was like, what? <laughs> podcast. Oh. Yeah, it was a super when popular When is the podcast. Who Put This On podcast TV show going to 
come out. When, when we make it happen. All right, Brian, what's your shout out of the week? The I, I got a quick thing. Will the who put this on TV show be like the Firefest uh, documentary? Uh, yeah, it's just a collection of failed reality shows after we tried to launch our own reality shows. Yeah. Oh, Brian, what was our reality show we came up with? Ooh, damn. Oh, it was like Big Brother, but in a haunted house. Yeah. But instead of celebrities, it's just random people like that. What is that show we watched? The the scare or something. What are you talking about? The one with uh, the Stranger Things kid? (laughs) No. We did like a celebrity haunted house kind of show. It was on like VH1. Oh, I might not have been done on that. Scared Rob, famous. Scared famous. That's it. Yeah. But you know what What we could do? We could pitch this to Quibi and I think we revive the network. Yeah. I think that we would have the best reality show on Quibi, I think. Just like. Easily. Bring, easily. All right, Brian, what's your shout out? The Boys? Yeah, The Boys. Show. Or I finished season two. It's a show about superheroes who are dicks. It's pretty good. I don't think it was a season two was not as good as season one, but it it still rides through nicely. I enjoyed it. It was good. I agree. Uh, Noah, what's your shout out? The morning show on Apple TV finished the only season for the morning show, and it is excellent. Man, you're really deep in that Apple world, aren't you? Um, that and Ted, Ted Lasso are like really, really good. Uh, Ted Lasso is like very heartwarming. It's like easy to watch, uh, feel good. The morning show is definitely not as high as like a breaking bad, but you could, it's more in that territory. All right, James, you got a shout out. I sure do. Uh, but first I got to mention below Dick med has just wrapped up, uh, the latest season. With a staggering 20 episodes, the longest of all of the Below Deck franchises. So just a fun oh, fact man. for you, if anybody was keeping a tally. Uh, hopefully next week we'll get a reunion show, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, because on the show, this was all prior to COVID happening. So like now that it, like the show has actually aired, it'll be really interesting to see like what the hell's going on now. Uh, but my shout-out of the week is going to go to a Netflix, or uh, now on Netflix, Last Chance You. Uh, I feel like it might qualify for this podcast, actually. Uh, whether or not a lot of people will have interest in a sports, you know, reality show is another, another topic. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I know it's a, a few years old. I think at this point, I think it's like season four or five or something like that. Uh, but I got a, a random hair the other night and, uh, started watching them two episodes in and so far really enjoying it. Um, it kind of cures a little bit of that, that sports it's, uh, and also just kind of like production value is really cool. Um, and it was just really kind of interesting also learning about this like whole junior college, a division of football that I really didn't know anything about before. Uh, VJ, do you have a shout out? Uh, I've been struggling to find new shows in the last couple of weeks, but I do agree with the boys shout out. The other thing I watched on Hulu a few weeks ago was Woke. Um, and that's pretty sure it was pretty good. It's like comedy, um, but with like someone, you know, fighting for social justice. Um, and again, like getting into fighting for social justice, it seems like the show is filmed. So it, the show came out in Hulu in September, and basically, it seems to me, I I don't understand when it must have been filmed, because like, you know, like everything's like all production has been shut down for a while, but it talks about police brutality, so like did was this show filmed and then happened to be really topical or did this show like break quarantine to like be produced because it, it has to be one of those two like like and i didn't like research into which one it was um but yeah show was show was interesting to watch there's only one season i mean september like we'll basically watch one season that's it all right uh i've been watching the haunting of bly manor uh, which is a follow-up of The Haunting of Hill House anthology show. Uh, it's not very scary. It's it's kind of like a mystery box. Kind of like there's just stuff happening to these people and they're kind of, they're haunted by their past in some way. And it's just like a, it's an interesting show to watch. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, so I think that's it for us this week. 
you can reach us on who this on at who put this on just on twitter at who put this on you can find us on facebook.com slash who put this on you can email us questions and suggestions at who put this on at gmail.com and we'll see you guys next time At least the people we watched weren't terrible human beings. That like, that's true. why it's not, right? Like, that's kind of the oh. thing. It's like, they're not garbage people. They're just normal people trying to, like, run a small business. That's what I was going to chime in before. But Chris, like, said, like, we're not talking about the show anymore. We're done. We're done. But I was, was going to yeah. be like, the reason why it's not bottom-bottom is because the bottom-bottom shows, it's like, these people are just terrible. Right. Not. I stick by my offensively bad comment. The show right. wasn't exactly right. Bad. I agreed with that. Yeah. Uh, it's not Crisley. Crisley knows best. Some garbage people. <laughs> that's uh, our bar. It's not Crisley knows best. Oh, that's true. Crisley knows best definitely goes below the show. Yeah. Uh, like, so what's, our, what's our all-time like bottom of the bottom? Like at a, I know that we, we have it right. There's there's no question, James. You you know the show. I, know. I get it. Well, is it The Apprentice? Of course. Yeah. Is that that's still the reigning all time? But I was just trying to think of like what's our like all time running list of like these are the bottom of the bottom or like the lowest aggregate score. I bet there's like a fun. Well, we have a lot. We have a lot of just unanimous bottom thirds. Like that's that's yeah. not a this, that's not a small small company. The season finales we always go over what's the worst. Yeah, yeah so our, the finales are probably the best way to get our there. season finale champs of worst of the worst. The season was the Celebrity Apprentice. You, the jury, Chrisley knows best, and what was that other one called? I get that a lot. Mm. So that's yeah. that's the all, Hall of Fame. All really bad. All really. like those felt those are all worse than this one, right? Like this oh, yeah. show's bad, but like those are still worse. Right? Like yes. the, yep. the, I was I on the one so. a few weeks ago for uh, what was it? I can hear your voice. I can hear your voice is worse than this easily. Oh really? I didn't see that one. Yeah. Oh, it was real bad. Not surprised. I, I can see your voice. Whatever. I can see your voice. Was yeah. no the only real quality, the only good thing about this episode is it was only 20, it's only a 30 minute show. Yeah. It's the only thing you could say compared to you, the jury, and I can hear your voice. Like those were 40 minute shows and they were garbage. On the plus side for you, the jury, <laughs> they had the foresight to cut it after like three episodes. <laughs> two, two, two. Two. Sorry. <laughs> we never got I, I that pizza episode. We don't know. <laughs>